Welcome to ZPM. I'm Teresa. And I'm Lenny. How's it going? How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. I had to weather the storm that we had last week because, you know, power went out for a bit. How long were you without? About, like, 24 hours. Mm, very jealous. We were out uh, four Yeah, I know. You told me. Four days. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like, I don't know if they, like, dropped the ball on this one, PSCG, because, I don't know. They definitely did, because... They said they had Sandy prep stuff, but... Mm, you know. Yeah, right. They We saw the trucks, and we were like, oh, they're coming to turn on the power. They shimmied up the pole, and one second later, we had power. Like, they had to flip a literal switch. They could have just told me where it was, and I would have done it. <laughs> really? So you had no trees, like, down by you or anything? No. I mean, like, small branches and that kind of stuff, but nothing I like. Nothing like my in-laws. One had the power line snapped by a tree, and the other one had a tree land through their deck onto the roof of the house. Yeah, yeah a friend of mine, she lives in, uh, like, Albertson. She said, like, the traffic lights were out for three days. The grocery store where she usually shops for food, they had no power, so they had to get rid of all the food and stuff. Oh, we so. didn't do that. What we have is, because, and I swear to you, we're not preppers. This is what I've been telling everybody. I'm like, I know it sounds preppery, but we're not. <laughs> we have a five-day cooler, which is a cooler that can contain ice for up to five days, if you don't keep opening it. Uh, so we have these blocks of ice that we keep for when we go camping, and then I have all these ice packs that I got from when I was giving myself um, hormone shots for f uh, fertilization, and the shots come cold, and they come with two ice packs each. So I'm like, get my $75 worth. <laughs> I saved all the ice packs. <laughs> so we had all those in the freezer, so our stuff never really melted. Cool. And then in the refrigerator, the stuff that didn't need to be in the cooler for like constant coldness, like your cheeses and milks or whatever. Um, salsa that can stand mm -hmm. to be chilly, but it doesn't have to be like super cold. Uh, we just put in a bag of ice and kept the ambient temperature going for all four days. We didn't lose any food. Oh, that's nice. I'm telling you. See, that is actually pretty good. That sounds preppery though. That sounds like uh, we know what to do in a pinch to not lose any food. Well, I mean, I mean, you guys go camping a lot, so it's not like this isn't like new territory, like new territory for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, we do go camping quite a bit. We're going camping in two weeks. See, but it's our anniversary, so we're treating ourselves to uh, a site that already has a tent there. So it's like a glamping oh. site. Oh, so you're going glamping? That's what they're calling it. But I mean, if you asked somebody who goes glamping. If this was glamping, they'd be like, no. But to people who disperse camp like we do, then it is. So it's the same, like, poop-in-a-bucket bag operation that we set up ourselves, except now this time, we don't have to set it up. Somebody did it for us. But it's the same situation. No electricity. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the canvas tent has, like, a bed in it and a little heater, but there's still no electric at the site or anything like that. And I'm like, that's not glamping by... By people who look forward to luxurious camping. <laughs> I don't know if I can poop in a bucket. Well. That's a bit. Dispersed camping's better. It's not better than that, I guess. it's We have to set up that situation. So we heat our water and we heat um, all that stuff. And we have a cat litter 
that you put in. It seemed Michael was very put off by it in the beginning, too. He was like, I'm not shitting in a, excuse me, I'm not pooping in a bucket. Uh, <laughs> I'm not pooping in a bucket. This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous. And I'm like, because I was at Walmart and I had, I bought the toilet seat. So you take like a five pound, you can do it, <laughs> depot bucket or whatever, and you put a toilet mm-hmm. seat on the top of it. They make custom ish toilet seats that are meant to fit on top of those kind of buckets so it acts like and sits as a regular toilet except that it's a five gallon bucket and you put a not a not like a regular garbage bag there's a a a special kind of uh system where there's a bag and there's an outer bag so you're going in the inner bag yes it's 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 disposable right yeah and you just throw it out with the trash and it's biodegradable also right i mean Probably not, if I'm being honest. Oh. oh, they have biodegradable ones, but I cannot, we can't use that. Maybe some other people who are very light in the pee and poo area in their lives can use that, but uh, <laughs> I cannot even believe somebody wanted to mate with me for life. This is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, not with, not with what goes on with this body. I'm like, that's not a good idea because the biodegradable stuff biodegrades, so you can't um, just pick it up and throw it away in a bin somewhere because that bag is going to degrade like um, before you even get there. They're so um, thin. But the other bags oh, are, are oh. more robust plastic, which I'm sorry about it, but it's not like you change it after each use, so it's not like it's single use. It's not, but mm, it's not the most uh, environmentally friendly way, I suppose. All right. And I don't think the recycling guys want to find out if those plastic bags are recyclable. <laughs> like, what is this, poop? It is poop. <laughs> mm. So that's why some people get composting toilets and they put it in their garden or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'll save Yeah, and I know someone in a composting toilet. And they smell forever. They just smell. They smell bad. Mm. That's why we have cat litter. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, mm, is anybody pooping in this? Thanks thanks for coming to Poop Chat, my TED Talk on poop. Pooping in the woods. <laughs> uh, there's not. The, the episode of Stargate uh, that we're watching this week is Spirits, episode 13. Ooh. Spooky. They don't poop, but they are camping because, you know, they're Indians. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so they do live off the land. That Yeah, they do. They definitely do. So the cold in the cold open, they're looking at rocks. And they're like, ooh, rocks. And they crumble in Teal'c's hand because he's a beast. And SG-1 is late. And Hammond is not pleased with lateness. The gate goes off with... Is S- it... Mm, go on. Is it, S- is it SG-1 or SG-11? SG-11. I know. I, yeah. re- I rewound it to make sure it was SG-11. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gate dials up, and it's SG-11's code. That's why Hammond's like, they better have some kind of reason for this. Right? They better have some kind of... Somebody better died in that vision. Well, nobody dies, but Jack once again gets shot in the arm. With an arrow. Yeah. I'm like, the guy can't resist it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not bulletproof. 
Or arrowproof. Right. Uh, so I wrote down, why did everyone fall Star Trek style? So the arrow comes through, comes through the glass and hits Jack in the arm, but everybody else flies across the room. Yeah, I don't know. That... Sam's on maybe the ground, they, Maybe Daniel. they had to take cover. Maybe, th- maybe yeah. yeah. I mean, there's taking cover, and then there's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> there's dramatic Star Trek, like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this episode's going to be a real rip. So that's the end of the cold open. Hammond is talking. Oh, they're talking about alternative, like they want to go harvest. Am I keeping you up? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, they want to harvest whatever uh, mineral that is to make weapons out of it because uh, they're like, this crazy metal will be excellent. Even though Till crushed it in his hand, they're like, we don't know how they get it stable. We're, we're just going to find out about that. Yeah. Go over there. I think it's called trinium. You're right. Yeah, it's trinium. That's what they call it. Um, so SG-1 gets the green light to go figure out what's going on with SG-11 and what's going on with this mineral. And it's Sam's first post. Oh, I put down Jack's quote uh, about the government <laughs> uh, wanting the ore. <laughs> he said, but that's so rare, sir. When he's been deceived by the government. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, That doesn't happen. Jack's so sassy. SG-1 gets to the planet, and they say there's no footprints anywhere, or just everybody just, like, leaves mid-thing that they were doing. Like, Roanoke style. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But then Daniel, someone finds a totem. And Daniel can read it, of course he can. Of course, because Daniel's just... How does he even know? I don't know, he's just versed in everything. Does he just know every Native American dialect there is? What if it's not Native American? What if it's Pacific Islander? They don't know. They're just making assumptions here. No, Daniel knows, because Daniel knows everything. He's Daniel Jackson. He knows everything. Crying out loud, his name was the answer once in an escape room I did. And I only knew that because I recognize... Really? I swear to God. It's an Egyptian one. And first of all, asking two witches to figure this out that know too much about Egyptian hieroglyphs was wrong. Should not have asked us to join this this escape room. Because <laughs> uh, they didn't follow any of the rules of the writing. <laughs> it, mm, we won in the end. And uh, we're shouting back the names of the hieroglyphs. Like, if it was Thoth, we were like, it's Thoth. Move your little blinger to Thoth. Like, everybody else in the room would have known who that was. Like, like an ibis. Like, even if I said Ibis, they still wouldn't have known what that was. Wow. The pointy-nosed bird. Go find the pointy-nosed bird. It's on Ancient Aliens every day. I swear. I'm like, oh, no. So me and my girlfriend are... Be, we're just... We're too much. We're too much for the room. We're too much for her daughter. We're too much for this room. <laughs> and uh, at the end, you, you're... The hint was on, like, a park bench or something like that, but uh, you're looking at a book with a bunch of names in it, and all the names are real, except for mm-hmm. it says Dr. Daniel Jackson. <laughs> nice. And I drop the book, and I go, it's Daniel Jackson. You have to put in the name Daniel Jackson. And they're like, how do you know? And I'm like, this is an Egyptian room, and no nerd worth their salt is going to list Daniel Jackson and not have that be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it was the answer. I was like, do you see? All these other people are real. <laughs> and everybody else was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, a nerd knows. A nerd would know. This nerd knew. Sorry we got too intense with the Egyptian symbols earlier. Well, and they, because they had a bunch of words in cartouches, so you read top to bottom in a cartouche. And, uh, but they didn't do it that way. They just did that randomly. And you were supposed to read it Western style, like left to right. <laughs> so we kept getting it wrong because we're like, that's not, we're like yelling at the camera. We're like, that's not how cartouches work. Did you even know it was a cartouche? That's not how you're supposed to read it. Like, what are you so, guys doing? They didn't consult the guy who did the final clue about how to write in Egyptian. I mean, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, oh, Daniel. Daniel knows everything. Uh, they, yes. They hear some chanting, and then they see a wolf, and then they all get darted. They get uh, tranked. Mm -hmm. Well, te technically, Teal sees the wolf, and they all think he's crazy. They... <laughs> So Tonane is the their native guide. He's like, y'all aren't prisoners. He's the most hippie native right? person <laughs> on earth. He's the most chill native I've ever seen. And I've seen, I've seen some he's chill like, hippies in day. Yeah, he's like, can we have a weapons back? Yeah, sure. I can't, yeah, what... Really? It seemed so suspicious to me that, like, I'd, like, I thought he was up to no good. I was like, hmm, this can't be true. <laughs> I'm like, if, if they get those guns back and there's, like, daisies in the muzzles, I'll be really... <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they fire it and it goes bang. You see the bang flag on it? Uh, Teal'c says that uh, the Jaffa don't believe in ghosts. Because they're above it all, aren't they? Legs fine, Teal'c, whatever. Uh, but Daniel's like, hey guys, when uh, Tonane is like, the spirits, you can ask them questions and whatever, um, just do it. Just do whatever they tell you is, is the ritual. You do the ritual and whatever dance or whatever. And I'm like, Daniel, they don't always do a dance. That's rude. Don't be rude. Yeah, I, I do like how, going back, I do like how Teal'c says that Jafar don't believe in ghosts. But like, you know, Couple seasons, like a season before, when he sees an Unas, he almost poops his pants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> uh, so, like, they're trying. So Daniel's like, uh, I'm well versed in the in the ways of whatever. Daniel might as well have gone up to him and been like, "Are we not doing a rain dance? I was ready for rain dance." <laughs> <laughs> That would have been funny. And Donanay's like, no, you can just be like, there there he is, he's right there. You can just be like, hey man, this. Well, he'd be like, hey man, why do we have to dance for rain? Rain falls like every other day. Sam's like, I can participate, but she cannot participate. She's like, hey, Wolf, can you just get... And she's like, ugh, what am I even doing? I'm like, stop, Sam. Come on, you're Christian <laughs> at the very least. You're a Christian. Don't judge. Come on, Sam. You're a mathematician. I'm like, there's some church shit for you. Uh, there's some church stuff for you, I'm sure. Uh, don't judge. Don't be judgy. Uh, the spirits seem to release uh, SG-1. And their guide, like, uh, Tonin A is SG-11. Like, SG-11, you're right. Uh, Tonin A is That's like, the same 
And it's the same SG-11 that I caught in that other planet in season one. <laughs> Is it really? I almost died. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. Oh, wow. That's funny. The, uh, there's another there's another actor in this, um, Alex Zahara, I want to say his name is, uh, that he is like a, like a Juggy, Doug Jones-style creature that they always put makeup on him and shove him out there. Okay. Uh, I'll bring his name up again. Him and uh, somebody else, I don't quite remember his name. Uh, but they're in like every episode, but just in tons of makeup. Uh, Tonine rubs it in. He's like, see, the spirits gave you back your people, so... So please leave. So Sam's like, hey, we... Back to... Uh, here's uh, mission B. Can we mine your mountain for all its resources? You don't know anything about people and how we're going to drain it dry. So... <laughs> so the council, they take her to the council, and the council is like... We don't love how you no. mine at all. Like, this is no good. We understand you need it, but no. No. Yes. And they're like, well, I love your hat, by the way. <laughs> 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 so she offers to take Tonin A back to the G- SGC to see uh, their less wasteful mining stuff that they do. They're like, hey, it doesn't always have to be explosions and stuff. We can do some other types of explosions and stuff. And how is he not phased by, like, going through, like... The iris at all. Maybe they brought with them peyote. <laughs> is the only thing I could think of. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> he is not phased by technology at all. Like, at all. Like, he's, he sees, like, he sees, like, the iris. He sees, like, all the guns. And he's just like, oh, hey, guys. What's up? He knows those guns to be weapons, which means somebody somewhere. Oh, well, he spoke to SG-11 when they came through. And they had all the same guns and stuff, so. Maybe just acclimates quick. I I guess, but I mean, I know because I know if it was me, mm. I'd be in awe all the time. <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me of the first season of Sleepy Hollow when um, when Ichabod Crane sees like new things for the first time, like he's touching light bulbs and post-it notes, and he shoots the gun once and drops the gun and runs away because that's how guns were back then. Exactly. And Abby was like, what are you even doing? What is happening here? <laughs> what, 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 what are you trying to do? And so that I liked that part of that show, especially in the early episodes where like everything was just flabbergasted. Like he would be. He would just be catatonic all the time. He'd just be like, I, just, I don't even understand. Yeah. He's like, is that... But Tanani's just like, hey, what's up, guys? Electric candles? Like, what are we doing? And what... <laughs> electric candles. I noticed they didn't um when when he's in prison in the first episode and Abby walks in, he's like, You've been emancipated and she's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> I like that. I did like that. I was like, Wow. I'm like a lot 'cause a lot of shows gloss over things like that if they're gonna touch upon that. They just they're like, Well, moving along. Mm-hmm. Uh I got off track. Oh, because uh Tonine, uh just goes through the gate. He's like, I'll go through the gate. It's cool. I like travel. I like travel. <laughs> I like travel. You yep. know. <laughs> uh, so they bring him through with the rest of SG-11. And he sees the SGC's uh, other mining operations. And he's like, oh, these are also trash. <laughs> <laughs> 
They're like, nobody's going to go for this. This is the most wasteful thing on Earth. Yeah, it's like, who are you trying to fool here? Like, and they're we're like, not stupid. They're definitely going to just go there and take it anyway. Um, well, they call the, the ore uh, the key. Here's a key that they missed. When they ask Tonane when they're back on the planet, like how they they process the mineral, because Teal'c notices that there's no plants or anything to make it happen like that. They're like, I don't know, we just scoop it out of the water, and there it is. They are missing the important part of that, which is the water is what is affecting the mineral to cause it to stabilize into arrowheads and whatever, and cups and silverware, whatever they make with it. They don't mention that that's what it is, but that can only be what it is. So it. Well, I don't think they were there long enough to actually like study it. That's the whole point. I guess that's why they wanted to mine it. Well, they're never going to figure out just wash it and maybe a little fire and you're good to go. Because um, they should have pieced that together immediately and then tried it with the, the sample that they had. Because maybe there's something in Earth's air that doesn't let it solidify or something like that, you know? I'm sure Sam would have figured it out eventually, if given enough time. I know. They have other plots to get to, but like that, like I was hung up on that <laughs> one. <laughs> I was like, duh, guys, come on. They, uh, so Tonane's like, they're not going to allow you to take the key in that way. And they're like, hey, the adults have to talk now. So Daniel, why don't you take our new friend for a little tour? Daniel's like, oh, great. I'll do that. I'm like, oh. I'm like, don't treat Daniel like a child. <laughs> <laughs> the grown-ups are talking now, Daniel. Go play with your friend. You could talk about totems or something. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, so Hammond suggests that they steal it, steal the ore. Like, hey, when these people migrate south for the winter, we can come back in and steal all the ore. And then they'll never know. And SG-1 is like, this is a terrible idea and awfully familiar Spe sounding. Especially O'Neill. Kudos to, to like O'Neill, who's like, hey, remember when we did that to the Aborigines and all the other indigenous people here and wiped them out? Yeah, they're like, uh, SG-1 just does not love this very familiar plan. They're like, mm, this seems familiar and it seems bad. Uh, but Hammond's Sounds like, a bit sketchy there, Hammond. Hammond's like, tough, because that's how it's going to be. Because he's back, he's got his tough pants back on. Yep. He's back to grouchy Hammond. Uh, Mr. SG-11 makes Hammond disappear with his arms, like, uh, like She-Ra, right? Or Wonder Woman does <laughs> like that? That's some Wonder Woman crap right there? Yeah, that's, that's Wonder Woman. Uh, so they're, they're shapeshifters. So that's what the spirits are. They're just different people from that planet that shapeshift. And they shapeshift to SG-11. Uh, Teal get uh, Zatgun's uh, one of the spirits. And they have gills. Who's disguised as like the, the doctor, I think? One of the doctors? That's the actor I'm, I'm talking about, Alex Zahara. He will periodically appear throughout the series. Okay. Daniel sees that. Daniel sees this. What does he see? No, I think he hears. He oh, hears he's... the alarm, and he goes, "So now, let me take you some. Let me take you somewhere where you haven't seen in the base." And he puts him in like a storage closet. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Here's how we love storage and stuff." Daniel sees 
and overhears the other spirits talking about how they're going to blow this world up because of uh, Hammond's like, we're going to steal that shit anyway. That stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. And they can't find Tanani, so... Sorry, I'm real rough with the F-bomb today. Uh, yeah, and they're like, we have to get Tonane uh, back, and we can't find him. And the saddest thing in the world is a sad hippie who just wants to go home. Because he's like, can I go home now? And I'm like, that's the saddest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and Daniel's just like, here's where we store all our stuff. You know what this is. It's a storage room. He's probably like, yeah, dude, I know what a storage room is. We store green and we're nomadic, so we have to store food. <laughs> uh, A says that the spirits would never hurt them intentionally um, unless they were trying to hurt them or his people. In which case, there's yeah. no stopping them at that point. So, SG-1 fesses up about the mining plot to go steal all of their resources. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it's such a rude plan. It's so rude. And I also, I also like when Daniel says that they have to find Zales, and he's like, and, and Tanani's like, well, he's not in here. Oh my god, Zales. Yeah. He plays uh, Zales. So Daniel takes uh, the woman spirit uh, to her friend Alex that they shot earlier, um, and and they make Teal and Sam disappear because they overreact about something. Oh, I think they pull their guns on her, and she's like, Mm-mm, "Disappeared." Like, nope. And so she, so Daniel has to be like, "Ah, don't do this. What are we doing?" Yep, because Daniel's always the voice of reason. He really is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He, without him, I mean, it would just be nothing but open season and stolen. Well, we saw, what hap- we saw what happened when he's not around to the other SG- SG-1 in the other universe. They just died. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they just all died. Mm, so they, they, so the, the spirits heal their friend and they go back over to the gate and Jack and Daniel are standing there and they're like, we're still going to have to blow up your base because you're horrible and you're going to steal our things. You're horrible, pe- you're horrible people and you can't be trusted. Uh, after our back and forth chat, uh, Jack says, well, if you don't want us there, why don't you just take down your gate? And they're like, oh, uh, what? We didn't, we didn't think of that. <laughs> it's like, then nobody can come through, can they? No. <laughs> Oh, he, I wrote to keep crappy upper management out because they were like, yeah, you might not want to come back, but uh, your boss already said he was absolutely willing to come back and steal it <laughs> when we're not looking. Like, we trust you. We don't trust this guy. Um, so they agree to bring everybody back, and they're, they're like, what about our friends? They're like, they're beside you the whole time, Daniel Jackson, mystic, mystic, and then they run away through the gate and <laughs> presumably dismantle that gate. Now, they still have some samples of that stuff. It's not like it was just that one jewelry box full of, of rocks that Teal crushed. Yeah, yeah, because they, uh, I think they alluded that they had been mining for some, like, a couple of days before, you know, SG-11 disappeared. So they probably have some samples somewhere. Right, so they could probably reverse engineer. They can make the mineral in all synthetically, probably, if they really wanted to, in my opinion. Yes, it's going to take some time, though. Yeah, whatever. They got nothing but time. Like, they didn't have anything before, so if they don't get it 
up and running, they still don't have anything, you know? So it's like not, they're not losing anything by doing that kind of research. Yeah. But they probably just chuck it out anyway, or move it to Area 51, as we'll see in the next episode, probably. Uh, I gave this episode three and a half stars. Uh, so did I. The extra star was just for uh, Tanani, the, the, the guy who plays Tanani. Yeah, he's really good. Like the most chill native ever. I thought it was surprisingly good. And I love, you know what's fun? They never, uh, they never make the Fed look good at all. It's not like, they're, like when you do certain things, uh, well, they always make the military look good, though. When you do things uh, based on the military, uh, usually the military comes out looking good especially because you're consulting with them and they're giving you permission to use their name and stuff like that like nasa like i guess in farscape nasa didn't sign off on the project it was australian anyway so that's why you get the isas or whatever it was uh yeah that was an australian production so but what are you doing Mm -hmm. over there licking the microphone no i was kind of fixing it because i was yawning But they never make the government look good. Like, the government always stinks up to high heaven. Yeah, like, the civilian government are always corrupt, and they're always up to something. Yeah, like, the so the the military portion of that show is usually um, pretty good, except, like, your Mayborns, or your, like, skin, like those kind of characters. But generally speaking, um, the Air Force comes out pretty shiny on it. Yeah, it's just, like, Mayborn and, uh, like, all the senators, like, Kinsey... And all the other senators, they're just like POSs. Scummy. Uh, but I like yeah. that. I like that they're, they're not like, oh, look how benevolent uh, humanity is in the United States. And we, we would never do anything like that. They're like, steal it, shoot them. <laughs> like, when as soon as Take like all- Kinsey shows up, he's like, have you considered killing him and then stealing? <laughs> right? I mean, it's an old standard. Let's... let's- Mayborn shows up. Let's dissect Teal'c. Like, excuse me? Teal'c? Oh, that's in the next episode. Never mind. Spoilers. That's in the next episode where Teal'c sasses Mayborn. Uh, And I watched the promo for Touchstone where Mayborn sucks, weather is happening, and they're using the second gate. I don't really remember a lot about that episode. I think I thought it was happening in Russia. But yeah, because there, there are a couple, there are, there are like a couple ones with the other Stargate that they happen in like Russia and stuff. And they mentioned Russia a little bit. I think I thought that because I saw the weather part of it and the snow and I'm like, oh, lots of snow. They're probably in Siberia or something. But it's not that. But we'll find that out next week. Yeah. As for this episode, I, I don't think it's mandatory viewing. But it's not unmandatory no. either. So, like, if you got the time. It's entertaining. If you got the time to watch uh, Sam have her first assignment, uh, I don't know, go tits up, because that's really what happens. And if you want to see, uh, you know, O'Neill get shot in an arrow. Again. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so that's our... Um, that's our episode for this week. You can find us on Facebook, Gmail, Instagram, Twitter. I'm more active on Twitter. I've been holding true. Uh, at ZPM Stargate. And 
I created a t-shirt at TeePublic, so I'll link to that below. Uh, got anything you want to add? A, a Stargate t-shirt? I did. I got you one, too. I have to mail it to you. I'm just being so oh. lazy about mailing things. We're not going to get sued by MGM, are we? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> if anything, it'd be the History Channel. Because maybe it's that the first uh, Instagram um, meme. It's just a meme. It's the Stargate is a Stargate was a documentary with um, the ancient aliens guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, History Channel might come after us. Yeah, uh, fucking. They ugh, now I gotta edit that f bomb out of there. <laughs> they can fight me. Fight me. Nah. <laughs> Be like, hey, uh, two shirts sold to you. Personally, yes, that's right. I made sure it's about. The yeah, they're gonna send, they're gonna send like two Vikings after you. Oh my gosh! I told you about that one time that Cablevision back in the old days, back in the old days, back in like the LimeWire level days, or like the early. Pipe. Oh, so in the nineties? Um, it wasn't quite the nineties. It was the the two thousand. It wasn't LimeWire. It was uh, Pirate Bay. I had torrented. Oh, so like, mm. like two thousand two. Ooh, yeah, I had torrented some like Stargate Atlantises or something because I like, missed them, but I didn't tape them because it was still taping and not DVRing at the time. You could have a TiVo if you're a rich person, but I'm not a rich person. Oh my gosh, TiVo! <laughs> so, uh, so I just torrented it, and I wound up, I like buy the seasons at the end of the when they become available on DVD at the time. So I was mm-hmm. like, ah, whatever. It's not. I mean, it's technically stealing, but is it because I'm going to buy it in the end anyway? And I got a cease and desist letter from Cablevision. And they named the episode that I stole the last time I watched it, how far into it I got before I paused it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wow, that's incredible. Uh, I mean, I still kept doing it because I was like, oh, whatever. Fight me, Cablevision. Come wow, get it. I can't believe they did that. I know, I couldn't believe that either. And I was like, I can't believe they... I mean, it's a file share, so obviously I'm seeding it back into pirate bay it's not like i took it and then because some people would do that they would they would download it off a torrent but they wouldn't also seed to help other people get the download faster because there were a lot of old i got an old movie that way that is missing Mm -hmm. the last 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes are in the national archives but nobody can it's not available so like there's like two seats took me like a week to download it and i seeded it like for God, like 10 years after that until I got like the file just finally lost and whatever. There you go. That's the story of seeding. I'm sure it's still a thing. I'm sure people still torrent. I do. I don't know if they do or not. It's just so easy to get stuff know, nowadays. Because everything is like, everything is like streaming now. Yeah. I get, go to so couch. To tun- like you go to couch tuner and, and watch whatever you want. But older stuff, that's the problem is older stuff like this is harder because not that many people are streaming it. So when you go to, something on a, a jailbroke fire stick. If I were to pull mm-hmm. up Stargate, I might be able to get Continuum, but I'm not going to get these early seasons because not enough people have it streaming continuously like <laughs> new shows are. You know? If I wait too long to watch Canada's Drag Race, it will buffer the entire time I'm watching it. <laughs> oh, Canada, Canada has a drag show? Oh my goodness, it's RuPaul's Canadian Drag Race or whatever. And it's good. It's good. It's much more horny than American, which is weird to say, but it is. But it's pretty good. It usually is. Like, all the foreign versions, all the, like, overseas versions of, like, the American shows, they're a lot better. They, they 
They can be. This one, uh, I don't know if it's just Canadian drag queens in general, uh, but they're rough around the edges, and I like that. I like a bit of... <laughs> I like gimmicky drag. I just do. I mean, that's not a, a slam I know pageant drag, but... I know the Master Chef. I've been watching uh, the Canadian Master Chef, and it's so much better. <laughs> I haven't watched Master Chef ever, probably. It's, it's good stuff. It's entertaining. Hmm. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen is... Not Hell's Kitchen, uh... Kitchen Nightmares is different too in the British version because the British version, Gordon Ramsay doesn't really curse as much. Well, that's because the British restaurant own- owners are slightly less indignant than the American ones. No, no, they, you trust me. You got some indignant ones, like especially the French owners. Oh my God, they're like so French. You got to be so French about everything. Right? Yeah, but he doesn't curse as he doesn't yell as much as he does in the American version because I guess that's what we like. Mm. when he yells and like dresses him down but he's you know he's a lot more calm like he still he still tells him the food is crap but you know in a nicer <laughs> way <laughs> we're also super gross like i've seen some kitchen nightmares and there's some pr- gross kitchens there but like they got nothing on the american kitchens they'd be like is yeah, this a no. frozen rat and you like <laughs> <laughs> you have maggots in your fridge <sighs> We're so gross. We're so gross. We're like kitchen borders. We're like, how old is this chicken? No good. No good. So nasty. My cat came by for some pets. Oh. She does that. She loves my office. Oh, hi, buddy. Okay, so, everybody, reach out. Twitter me. Just get on it. Do it. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later.